Welcome, beloveds, to What's the Tea podcast. This is Jesse Rose tuning you into the beginning of a series incredibly precious to our hearts called the Sacred Plant Series Overused and Abused. This is really stemming from our deep love and reverence for the earth and wanting to bring to light some of these sacred power plants that could really use our support. So we really wanted to use our platform in that way. And over the series, we will be inviting various guests who hold a really deep connection to some of these plants so they can shed light on how to maybe work with them a little bit more consciously as well as some alternatives. And this episode of part one of our journey, we are just brushing the surface of ethical wildcrafting, preserving future plant populations in ways that we can genuinely wholeheartedly appreciate our allies. In this first part, we talk about two power plants that we feel are very overused in our culture, and that is coffee and tobacco. We encourage some deeper critical thinking questions in this episode, and we are linking a lot of resources in the show notes regarding species that are at risk, endangered, um, native plant resources, so please be sure, as always, to check out the show notes for more information. And before we get started, I just want to share a little bit about the retreat that MK and I have coming up in June, June 23rd to the 26th in the beautiful mountains of Oregon. So the Bear Roots Retreat is really a calling to come into connection with like-minded sisters who are on the same journey towards reclaiming our sacred power, unearthing our ability to heal that divine feminine energy within us, and yeah, just uniting as as sisters. So for those that identify as women, uh, we would be truly so honored to share this journey with you, to grow and to learn and to witness your medicine and support your highest self and on your journey towards freedom and healing and liberation. And we're going to explore various ways to do that. And you can find more details about the schedule and exactly what we're offering on the website rootedspirit.love and just going to the Bear Roots Retreat section. But I just want to run through really quickly some of the things that we're going to be touching on, including plant-based community meals daily curated with so much love from our goddess chef, the radiant Nyla, who's going to be supporting and nourishing our bodies. And there will be ceremony and ritual every night um, centered around something different. We will have tons of tea, of course. (laughs) I think that goes without saying. Meditation and pranayama every day. We have lots of workshops going on. We will dive into the heart of yoga, exploring the spiritual lineage, the ethics and the philosophy and sacred mantra. We will dive into the asana, the physical practice of yoga. We will move our bodies through sacred embodiment practices and primal movements and astro yoga. So yoga threaded with astrology, moving in alignment with the cosmos ecstatic dance going on so there's tons of you know ways that we're really working with the body to access deeper states of healing and come into connection with the self Uh, but we're also having tons of time in connection with the earth so we have nature spots nature sit spots every single day workshops around ethical sustainable wild crafting sister foraging heart coherence entrainment and walking with the plant allies we also have like nature art and herbal medicine preparations and elixir crafting and so many beautiful practices to ground you to center you to yeah reclaim that connection to the earth which in turn is only going to feel the connection to yourself and yeah so that's just a little sneak peek into some of the offerings that we're going to be having oh yeah I left out like song and sound healing too that's such a profound way to access deeper states of healing and access like the subconscious um, state so that we can really kind of repattern and reprogram some of those subconscious um, yeah things that we're, we're flowing through so 
for all of my sisters out there, if you have been kind of waiting for a sign to dive deeper into the feminine healing in a safe, supported, free, expansive, grounded community held with, of course, the highest intentions, um, then I really encourage you to finally place your needs at the forefront of your story and to return all that beauty and love that you expend out, that you share with others and place it back at the source. And there's something really magical that happens. Um, there's this really transformative medicine released when the divine feminine unite in intentional connection and genuinely supporting, nurturing, and holding space for each other as the for the divine expression of the feminine to flow so let us just walk this path together and grow and surrender and heal and in turn raise the collective consciousness too like that's so (laughs) that's just such a gift that we have the ability to do that so just wanted to share a little bit about that and if that is calling to you you can visit the link in our bio or again visit rootedspirit.love and check out the bare roots retreat section okay dear ones without further ado here is part one of the sacred plant series overused and abused so if you're looking for me stop searching now can't you see I don't want to be found Not in this world But I'll return back to the earth To cleanse my soul Back to the earth is the only place I'll go ooh, ooh, Hello and welcome back to What's the Tea podcast. And if you are new here, we would really, really love um, and we invite you to join us with a cup of tea, um, an intentional cup, hopefully, and hopefully you have some time to pause and to slow and to kind of come back to the present moment, come back to your body. Um, This is also an invitation offering to reconnect back with the breath and yeah, just to to ground and reconnect with your roots. Thank you for that. Welcome, Jesse. I also wanted to chime in and say, just piggybacking off of what you said, if you don't already have your intentional cup of tea, why don't you pause this episode right now and make one? And I would like to guide us through a little bit of conscious drinking before we begin. Oh, yes. So once you're ready and you have your tea all made, Why don't you begin by finding a nice, cozy spot to sit down. You're going to want to sit for this one, not lay down. And have your tea in your hands. Maybe wrapping both hands around your mug or your jar or whatever it is that you have your tea in. Gently closing your eyes and taking a moment to tune into your breath. Just allowing it to flow naturally. And then begin to take your attention to the warmth of the tea in your hands. Even if it doesn't feel physically warm, we can think of all that like warm energy that it gives us when we when we nourish our body with these plants. And then I want you to bring your cup, your jar, your mug, whatever it is, up to your nose. Just take a nice breath in. Taking in the aroma of whatever it is that you have in your cup today. And taking a moment here for gratitude as well. Giving thanks to all of the herbs in your cup. You can also give thanks to the water that's in there. We'll just keep with that gratitude and give thanks to the earth that grows these herbs and the sun that feeds them and the air that we breathe and just all of that good stuff, you know, just kind of gratitude here. 
And then with your next breath, I want you to breathe deep into your belly. And then as you inhale, you're going to hold the breath and take a sip of your tea. And then after you swallow, go ahead and exhale out through the mouth. Just go ahead and take two more conscious sips of your tea like this, inhaling. Hold and take a sip. Swallow and exhale. Whenever you're ready, taking one more sip. Inhale deep into the belly. Hold and take your sip. Swallow and then exhale. And then go ahead and come back and join us for this conversation today. So lovely, MK. Thank you for guiding that. Beautiful to have that little intimate moment with you and our plants and our listeners whenever they listen. So I definitely have not been having enough time to do that lately. As you know, Jesse, um, I've got a lot going on planning for some big things. Um, so it's all good stuff, but it doesn't leave that much time to slow down in the way that I would like to. So that was that was really good to have that moment for me as well. Yeah. So do you want to start with sharing what's in what's in your cup, what you just yeah. consciously drank? <laughs> yeah. Um, so I've got a bunch of things going on, and I wasn't really sure what I was going to put in here today, so I did an intuitive pick. Um, so I just kind of opened up my herb drawer. I've got a shelf, and I've got a table. <laughs> <laughs> between each of them and um this is what I pulled out so I pulled out some mullen from your farm Jesse some motherwort yarrow um cleavers oat tops lavender wood betony and passion flower and then I also added a bit of a powder blend um from host defense mycobotanicals it's a mushroom blend um it's called brain and body and it's got lion's mane turmeric, reishi, ginger, cinnamon, and black pepper. So I just add a little bit of that in today. Um, I think what I was going for here um, with the intuitive picking was just with a lot going on, looking for some nervous system support, some stress support. So I've got the oat tops, the lavender, the passion flower for that. Passion flower was really calling to me. And I'm not sure exactly why. Um, I've been clenching my jaw a lot lately, I've noticed. Um, and for some reason, when I was thinking about that, the passion flower came to mind. Um, I think it's like an anxiety thing for me. So we know passion flower um, helps with anxiety. So that might be why I reached for that one. Um, the lavender helps with relaxing and supporting, um, bringing me, me down from I get this, I have my Aries moon, so I get this like go, go, go kind of thing. Um, the lavender helps to bring me back down and then, or to relax me. And then the wood bentony will bring me back down and ground me. Mm-hmm. Um, the cleavers, because there's some things that um, have come up for me the past few days that I had thought I had moved through or let go of, um, but also recognizing that these are going to be things that I'll probably be moving through and letting go of for a long time um, that will like come and go. So I added cleavers for support with that. Yarrow for protection. Um, I've been doing yarrow in like my morning teas lately. Um, And it's just for that protection aspect. I don't know exactly what from, but it feels like maybe just as I'm moving through all these different things that I am just from any lower or like more stagnant energies. Um, Motherwort, just nourishing, and mullein for the um, more, like, moistening properties, or more like demulsant properties that it can have, because it's not exactly moistening. I guess it depends in what way you're using it, um, because it can be drying. Um, And then I want to talk more about the mushroom blend, but I'm going to have you share what you have in your cup first, Jesse. Sure, yeah. Thank you for sharing all of your lovely allies. Mm. 
the Yara was like really calling to me when you were speaking. Um, mm. <laughs> I mean, I just really have like a deep like appreciation, and, like really, really deep love for Yaro. But um, it's also I'm seeing the little baby Yaro. All the leaves are coming up now, yes. and it's just like so exciting. It's like such a joyful time to be outside and be with nature and just like noticing what is coming up and I'm just I was like circling my property the other morning and I was like okay like I know Yaro is here but where and like I was just feeling and I was like all right and then I kind of like it's funny like sometimes I'll get you know kind of like um just like the I guess the tendencies of like uh, us humans you know we're like we want to find something or like have a goal or like attach to like you know I like notice like I recognize myself kind of like doing that and I'm like it's okay like if I don't find the RO like it, it's fine <laughs> like I, it, I will I will find this like it will come to me soon you know and then like it was as soon as I started to kind of release that like like almost like desire you know that deeper like desire to maybe kind of control and like just find and like as soon as I let that go, I had like looked down and like underneath a leaf, like there was just these little, little tiny babies <laughs> the Yaro, and I was like, oh, you're here. And I just like knelt down and like spent time with the Yarrow and I was like, mm. just Yeah, and for anyone who hasn't seen Yarrow, like the leaves are like the cutest thing ever. I just wish I could like I wish I could support my head and like just like, like rest like <laughs> just sleep on the leaves. They look so comfortable. <laughs> Maybe like a bug's life. They remind me of like a cat's tail. Like yeah, something. And I love cats, so <laughs> yeah. So, we love cats over here. Yes, <laughs> we uh, the podcast is cat cat centered. Yeah, um, <laughs> cat friendly. Yeah, cats are invited. <laughs> Next episode, tune in to hear Daga talk yeah. about his namesake. <laughs> yeah, I'm. Sure, I feel like my cat is going to be making appearances today. She's been like all over me, so I'm just waiting for it. Um, but okay, so back to my cup. Um, <laughs> didn't even get there, <laughs> but. Um, so kind of, I guess, moving off of actually the thread of like seeing the yarrow come up and just paying attention to what is blooming at this time of year for me, I felt called to just work with Urtica dioica. Um, and I, I know I've, you know, we've talked about nettle, stinging nettle, um, several times on the podcast, <laughs> but, um, I've had like the great, great, great honor to basically have my garden last year be completely um, covered in nettle now. All 12 beds are pretty much full. Um, actually, I say like nine of nine out of the 12 garden beds are like completely full of nettle. <laughs> and then like the other three are like half filled. And um it's just been like so magical to, to be with them. And I really um, have just developed such an appreciation for them. And um, I went actually out and harvested some this evening. Um, and I waited because it's Tuesday and Tuesdays are ruled by the planet Mars typically. Um, and nettle, you know, is really kind of connected to the planet Mars so I really, um, really want to continue to like get in the habit of kind of connecting with that aspect, the more of like the astro herbalism. So mm -hmm. I waited. Um, it was like the, the weather forecast, though, is like waiting all week because now it's like prime time to like forage the nettle. Um, so when like the trichomes and if anyone's like familiar with stinging nettle or has like been stung out in nature um, and experienced like the power of this plant, um, it can be pretty, pretty intense and um, goes right there corresponding with the, the planet Mars and the intensity, you know, like that war battle, like warrior archetype. Um, mm -hmm. 
And um, yeah, like it's just deeply connected to Mars and the blood. And then like metal is such a tonic for our blood. It's an alternative and it's like rich in iron. And so is the planet Mars. And like I could just literally go on forever. Um, But I think it's like so fascinating. Like I was just appreciating today, like all of the the patterns that it's just like really reflecting and like just showing um like, yeah, and it starts the, to come up in Aries season as well I just exactly yes yes <laughs> yes yes I was thinking about that too because I was like oh it's Aries season and like they're here and it's just so cool to like be paying attention to like what is blooming you know yeah like you said you know in the the seasons and um through the zodiac and I don't know I just have such a deep love for nettle um and I feel like the more I like look at I'm looking at the basket like oh, I'm forged right now so <laughs> I can't even take my eyes off of it but it's just like so Martian like it like the leaves like the edges are really serrated and they're sh- sharp um um sharp coarse leaves and yeah they have like obviously like these like sharp little trichomes that release the the stinging um they have like a little silica on the end of them and then that gets released and we it releases neurotransmitters and acids and just all this um fun stuff gets injected into our skin so um it's just like it's really profound um I feel like the connection to the planet Mars and I don't know. So I, I, and I think um, I'd love to talk about this today too, like wild, like ethical wild crafting and um, just the importance of kind of like connecting with the plants, making offerings with them uh, before we, you know, harvest them and like developing that connection with them before we just take them. Like our, our culture is, is really, um, you know, we've been kind of taught to um, take, mm-hmm. and we've been modeled, you know, that and it, there's something so much deeper to be had when we kind of can like soften and release that like, that um, desire to just take, you know, so mm-hmm. even like, last year, I noticed it coming up. And I harvested, you know, a little bit. Um, but I mostly just like I just wanted to watch the stinging nettle grow. I wanted to see like what would happen. And like, you know, I I really like worked with that with this plant. So it's why another reason why I just feel so connected to it. It's like I I, I just kind of wanted to like watch it just do its thing you know like I was like I just want to watch you live and like share space with you and like honor your growth through you know I I see you pop out of the soil until you know you're like uh, even right now I still have some like old nettle that's like really you can even still see the trichomes on like the dead like pieces and the, the big stalks and it's like wow I don't know it's just like it's so special. Um, but I feel like, you know, so much more has shown up this year. Um, and I think, you know, a lot of that has to do with like, of course, like, I feel like my connection to them. And like, when we talk to these plants, you know, they, they wake up and they feel that appreciation and that love and they feel like seen and heard. And, you know, so I, I feel like that is one contributing factor to the abundance that I'm I'm receiving now, but it's also like, um, like I, I just, I kind of let it be, you know, and that kind of re like helped the population flourish and which is like a very big piece of like wild crafting and Mm -hmm. harvesting medicine and, and leaving these plant populations better than we found them and doing everything we can to preserve these, these, plants you know and these species um, because so many of them are going going away yeah and I mean you were talking about like giving them that space to grow and just letting them be and it's kind of similar with like a pattern with humans it's like if you give someone freedom they can grow they can like grow into their full expression Um, but as soon as we start like picking them apart pulling at them like all those kinds of things and they shrink and they become like smaller um yeah yeah 
so true yeah and yeah (laughs) that's like such a big piece I feel like of like you know even raising children you know um Mm, yeah like it's kind of yeah Yeah. something that really really should be recognizing yeah we have I think we have to you know going back to the oneness that we I know we like started this podcast talking about that a lot um like we all are connected and like need the same things thrive through the same with the same things um and that those main things are like that gratitude and reciprocity and um just recognizing that we're we're all living you know living beings it's not just humans that are living the plants are living the animals are living the earth is living um we have to treat it as so um, yeah like you wouldn't just go around and like snatch up a bunch of humans well at least I hope not (laughs) (laughs) why would we run around and just (laughs) snatch up a bunch of plants you know yeah and and yeah and it's like the same thing too like and I've really been trying to be mindful of this is like when we interact with the plants and like like you know I feel like we're very conditioned to be like, oh, what is this plant used for? And I like hear that all the time. And I used to say that all the time. And sometimes my mind still goes there. I meet a new friend and then I'm like, hey, like, I wonder, you know, what you do. And then I'm like, wait, no, like, (laughs) I mean, that's, you know, part of the fluctuations of our mind and um, the practice of like yoga, right? It's like coming back to um, recognizing those like fluctuations and those kind of patterns and, um, all that I don't really know exactly where I was going with that but um (laughs) (laughs) but um there was there was a there was a thread (laughs) yeah well it's also like oh wait now I lost mine (laughs) (laughs) um um, (laughs) well (laughs) well maybe I was gonna say oh oh yes yes and um so like when we're, you know, communing with the plants, um, and we're seeing them in that way of like, what are you good for? It's like, we, you know, and I've heard, you know, other herbalists say this. So I, you know, I haven't like, this isn't like this thought didn't originate from me, but I feel this very deeply is like, you know, you wouldn't like go to people like at a party or like just walk around and be like, Hey, like, what are you good for? Hey, what are you good for? Um, and that just reminded me so much of like what you were you were saying, MK. Um, it's just, yeah, it's a different way of interacting and like mm-hmm. noticing. And you know, if we were to do that to like people, it would there would feel something. It would just feel really wrong. And yeah, uh, you know, this is probably a conversation for a different day because we do have some things that we wanted to talk about today too. But I feel like in a way, unfortunately, we do that with with humans too because we're like hey like you meet someone right and you're like what do you do for work yeah yeah it's yeah. kind of the same as like what are you good for yeah so um, true yeah we're just saying it in a different way a little yeah, softer a little softer that was like a that. question that always bothered me because I was like backpacking for a while um like on and off and it was like you would meet people and a lot of times not backpacking people don't ask this question but like when you're backpacking in a country that and you're not around a lot of backpackers, um, you'll meet people and they'll be like, oh, yeah, what do you do? And then you're like, I, I backpack. And they're like, you, you, no, like, what do you do for work? And you're like, I don't work. <laughs> yeah. 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 And it's like, oh, well, then, like, we are doing something wrong. You're not good for anything. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. I do think that's a different conversation that we should save for later because we do want to, um, you know, there's some things that we we're doing a little less still with the flow today and actually want to um, focus on, on a topic. Um, but Jesse, what else is in your cup? <laughs> <laughs> um, it's honestly just the nettle, the stinging nettle, I should say, because there's um, quite a few species of nettle and um, just dandelion mm. flower um, that I harvested as well um, I harvested it on Sunday and then I um because you know the sun and yeah, yeah. so <laughs> and then I'm, I'm enjoying um the sweet dandelion today Taraxicum officinale and 
I have such a love for dandelion and appreciation. Um, and I think it, that is such a plant that is um, underappreciated. Mm, yeah. <laughs> like, and often really poisoned and just really not noticed for um, the, the beauty and the medicine and the radiance. You know, it's just like, oh, my gosh. I don't know. So I'm just feeling called to just appreciate and you know share my my deep love and reverence for that plant yes may we all (laughs) may we all find uh, some love for for our sweet little dandelion allies yeah and it's like sorry go ahead um (laughs) oh i i no go ahead (laughs) (laughs) well I was gonna say that was kind of like the perfect segue into what we did want to talk about um yeah so Jesse and I decided we want to do a series of episodes um and this is the introduction to it so welcome to the sacred plant series overused and abused um so the way that I was just thinking of threading that in Jesse was you were talking about how dandelion is like sprayed with so many harmful chemicals and all of that and that's that's one way that plants can be abused um but with that being said we did want to talk about a very different way that um sacred plants are often abused um in our everyday life not just as herbalists not just as someone who's picking a flower or picking a bunch of flowers and doesn't know what they're doing foraging but in our day-to-day life um yeah did you have anything you wanted to add I just want to say I'm just yay and I'm excited this (laughs) has been a conversation that I think we've been wanting to have for a long time and I mean we have conversations about this (laughs) but uh, to, to to share this on the pad the podcast seems just really special to me and I'm I'm excited to shed some light on some of these plants and maybe other ways that we can use them, um, can appreciate them and maybe some alternatives as well. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And also like, these are things that we've definitely touched on throughout various Mm -hmm. episodes, but we wanted to really like put the intention and attention on this conversation. So what we'll be doing is today, Jesse and I are going to give you a little introduction to different plants that are overused and abused and then we're gonna have some guests come on and go into a little bit more detail about them with us um, in some other episodes so it's kind of like where do we start Jesse what do you think (laughs) there's there's a a pretty decent list that we have going on um Maybe we should start with like the the most overused and abused, which is kind of hard to say, but I think in the West, um, we can pick that one out. And are you with me on that one, Jesse? Let's see. Ready? Three, two, one. Coffee. Okay. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I was going to say tobacco, but. Oh, oh but like, yeah. I guess that that too. But, um, to, but also coffee like is, is they're all. <laughs> yeah. I know I was like that's kind of hard but I think like in in the west coffee Mm -hmm. you know because tobacco is there's like a whole like don't use tobacco kind of thing where everybody's like just drink coffee Um, yeah (laughs) and more and more yeah um yeah but yeah so coffee our first guest episode ever with Ben Merrick um we talked about sustainability in regards to coffee um so if you wanted to get a little intro into coffee and sustainability and things like that you can check out that that was i think episode three um climate change sustainability and coffee was the the title was something like that um we'll we'll put the link in the show notes um and hopefully we'll have him on again to talk a little bit more about coffee in regards to the overuse and abuse of it um but jesse do want to say anything else with coffee I mean I have more to say but yeah um I think yeah there's there's so many things I could say um and I've had a very interesting relationship with coffee (laughs) 
And, you know, I've really cycled through relying on it for energy and um, abusing, you know, um, I want to say like my nervous system in in a lot of ways and my body and um, I guess kind of also my own ability to like create like vitality and really be like almost like in control of my energy more so than like constantly relying on something else to give me my energy. Um, and of course there's a level of like, yes, it actually scientifically within the body at a physiological level is affecting you. But, um, I think it can, you know, and we can kind of take that approach too, where we are kind of relying on all of these plants that are exploited, um, whether it's to stimulate us, whether it's to suppress us, um, whatever, whatever, however we're using it. Um, I don't know, but, um, I suppose that eventually I I guess I got to the point where with coffee, I just recognized, um, my dependence on it and also how it just didn't, it didn't feel, um, like, (laughs) where we get the coffee from how it's produced and manufactured and really exploited um i I, it just got to the point where it didn't sit well well with me anymore um and how it's treated at like a mass level and that's hard for me to still watch and to 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 witness every day you know (laughs) drive, (laughs) drive by like a million coffee places in like three miles i'm like wow and not even is just the plant exploited, but like people that are producing the plant for us are exploited as well. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And, you know, Ben kind of called me out on this in that episode, <laughs> which I'm happy he did because this is, you know, where we're going with, with this series. When I said that a lot of people or that in the West, we like generally use coffee as a means to like wake us up and get us going. And he was like, well, that's not how I use it. And um, I think that's a really important, that's kind of where the discussion begins, that Mm -hmm. that's not how it should be used. Um, And he he talked about how no cup of coffee or no coffee bean even will ever taste the same. Um, And he really likes to sit there with that flavor and really like we did our conscious drinking. And I think his thing is... um, to focus on that conscious drinking in a different way where he sits with that and he really savors that cup of coffee and really is grateful to have that, that very sensual experience. Um, and I think that that's what is missing a lot in this overuse and abuse of these sacred plants is the, the sensual experience with them, working with our senses, the slowing down um, and building that relationship with them. We've lost that relationship, especially mm-hmm. with coffee. Where does your coffee come from? Do you have any idea? Um, that's a big question I have for you. <laughs> um, what went into, do you know how coffee is grown? I was thinking about this with food in general the other day. How many types of food do you eat and you don't, do you know what that plant looks like when it grows? Do you know where that comes from? Mm-hmm. Um, do you know what a cashew looks like before it becomes the cashew nut that you eat um that was one that I learned a couple years ago and it was really interesting to me so that's why I brought that one up (laughs) but yeah we lost this relationship we have no relationship with these things anymore and we're putting these into our body and they hold energy but we don't know what this energy is um so not only are we not um giving gratitude to that plant and that plant's energy. We're not greeting that plant and its spirit, um, but we're also not aware of the energy that we're putting into our bodies. And then that just becomes this, I feel like, endless cycle of like, like just over use and abuse. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. And Ben's reflection on that was has been really supportive for me and I um, can really just resonate with that because at a deeper level um or like my like I I said my relationship with coffee is you know kind of complex because there is so much of that 
that was was in there you know of like wow like I genuinely like enjoy the taste the smell like the smell like just lights my Mm -hmm. lights me up and I can just be around the smell and like I feel um so kind of like lifted and um I don't know so I I just really appreciated Ben's reflection and I've taken it into my heart and like if I do have coffee you know I'd I tried to be more mindful of, of what he shared and how, yeah, like you said, you know, there's no two coffee beans that'll taste the same. And it's just so, so special. They're all so unique and like, it's so precious to me. Yeah. And um, there's also like this whole thing that I, w- I was making a joke about this before with Jesse, right before we hopped on, but like, I actually do want to say this, <laughs> um, but like, from a nutritional standpoint as well and when we're talking about what we're putting in our bodies like the way that we're consuming coffee I know Ben drinks his coffee black um and he's like sitting with that one that one plant that one sacred plant there um but then we have the like double espresso um macchiato three caramel pumps and two cups of white sugar coffees um (laughs) and you're mixing this um this really like sacred energy um from this plant with these really like watered down like chemically altered like you know all these different things as well and coffee can have its place in a healing diet um but when you're adding white sugar to it when you're adding all these sweeteners and all these different things and dairy milk and um yeah you're really changing it's like the opposite of synergy. Mm-hmm. Um, like you bring th- two things together and they create this like, you know, this, you know, synergy. But you're actually kind of doing the opposite. You're like destroying um, what it has to offer you. Um, yeah. Yeah. Thanks for sharing. Yeah. And I also just want to say like Jesse and I were like going back and forth with um You know, like if we should use the word abused because it feels like a very heavy word. Um, And I think that that's what we need. We need to bring attention to this in that way. Um, I think the earth is angry. These plants are angry with us for being overused and abused. And this is not a a topic to like tread lightly around. Um, So also I want to say that like some of the words that we use within this, like when I'm saying destroy, like I'm, I'm putting emphasis behind that, that word. Um, I mean it. (laughs) Um, we are, we are doing a lot of harm to, to the plants, to the earth, to ourselves. Um, Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, I, I would really just love to encourage, you know, and I'm, I'm on this path. We're all, (laughs) um, I feel like on this journey together, those that are opening their eyes to this, but just to really establish a relationship with nature um and and be in connection like really genuinely be in connection with these plants like you know i mentioned this i think on like episode two um but like having a sit spot or just like spending time with these with with the trees like whoever it is you know and and um rosalie uh de la ferret i i hope i'm pronouncing her um, last name correct she's a clinical herbalist and i really appreciate her saying before how um that relationship that we have with nature if it's not like if there's not a depth to it it's very very fragile and uh, all fragile relationships are easily broken Mm -hmm. and it's very easy for us to not like see and recognize the essence and the, the, the whole being um, because we don't have that relationship. So it's like, if that, if that bond isn't there, then like, it's not going to last. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you know, that we, it's like something that really needs to be practiced continually. Right. We are all students of nature, um, but it's, I, I really liked her, her thought process on that. Um, and it's really helped me too. Yeah, yeah. Thank you for sharing. That was that was a great one to to keep in mind. Um, even like recently, because of everything I've had going on, I I noticed yesterday I haven't like. I mean, I've been outside, but I haven't like I have my kind of sit spot in the woods, 
here and um I haven't been out there in like I think two weeks now um and I'm just like wow like and I feel my myself like 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 things shift in me when I'm not nourishing and nurturing that relationship um and like not in the best way Mm -hmm. um so that's like my proof right there um but if anybody else can relate to that you know like we need to be constantly working on that relationship and I think like again another topic for another day but like in general like we don't I don't think in the the way that we live right now um we don't really have time to to nourish like our important relationships and we see that as even like human to human relationships are like like hard to keep and fall apart and mm-hmm. um yeah uh, so. and like the the strong you know the kind of solid relationships um take time typically right to to grow and to yeah to I, <laughs> I don't know just to strengthen mm-hmm. so um yeah yeah and you know and when we are really interested in that right we we put the energy in um so i think we need to we need to call attention to this relationship with plants and we need to like find that interest it's it's within all of us because we all are a part of it um but i think it's about like letting go of some of the distractions and um really starting to to put the energy into it uh, yeah should we move on to another topic? Yeah. Um, another another sacred plant. Um, I'll let you pick, Jesse. What do you wanna Okay. Well why don't we um why don't we follow the thread of tobacco since Okay. Good idea. It's kinda it's the second. <laughs> yeah. And I mean I think this is very, you know, obvious um how this plant is exploited and over depended on and um um and it's very deep right because all of these plants um like we i I suppose as humans like have the ability to get addicted to things um and that's uh, definitely a conversation for another time and that's really deep and i you know hold so much compassion for that and i've cycled through my own versions of that and still am you know whether it's addicted to certain thought patterns or habits like um, we all kind of have our own versions of that um and so i i just hold a lot of a lot of yeah just acknowledgement to the struggles that that are within that and like the over like dependence of of these plants Um, because that's very real as well and it's not so easy if you've been you know addicted to tobacco for 20 years to just drop it just like that and and I know it's very deep and it's chemical like it's it's like physiological you know at at that point and um, deeply embedded in our our body and um, but with that being said um, the the tobacco industry is has still is um creating tons of profit off of of off of these plants and they i I would question how they are harvested Mm -hmm. are nourished and nurtured and appreciated and i feel this a lot with cannabis too and and i know that yeah i guess i feel a lot about this with everything (laughs) yeah (laughs) But, um, you know, I I often wonder, like, you know, what what kind of settings are those plants growing in and how is that alone affecting? Mm -hmm. And how are they being treated as they're grown? And it goes back to that synergy. Sorry not to interrupt you, Jesse, but I feel strongly about this, too. Yeah. And even like, are they having artificial light or is it real sun? And what are they being fed? And what kind of water are they using? And, you know, was that water blessed? And like, you know, it's like, it can get very deep. And does it have to be? No. But, um, you know, I I often really wonder at like a mass level, like how these plants are, like what their experience is like, you know, 
Sorry. <laughs> We've all got so much to say. I know. <laughs> I'll just say, and then you can go, that I just feel a big part of our responsibility as herbalists and um, students of nature and children of the earth is um, <sighs> to, to, to question that, you mm-hmm. know, um, and... Um, you can go because I kind of lost my time. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I wanted to go back to that idea of synergy or lack of synergy or opposite of synergy. I gotta, I don't know if there's a word for like the opposite of synergy, but I'm gonna have to look into that. But um, there's like the we've talked about this before too with like there's the energy of the plant and like my whole whole idea behind my business is um, I use that energy of the plant and I like combine it with my energy. So I will not create a product if I'm not in a good headspace. if I have not cleansed my space energetically, if I have, you know, like I will not put that energy into the product that I'm creating to share with someone else because that energy will be infused into whatever it is that I'm creating. And the person who is taking on that creation is going to be feeling that energy as well. And so with what you're saying, Jesse, about like what environment is this like produced in, like everything that's going into that, like what energy is being put into that? And then what energy are like is being combined with that plant energy, which might be really, you know, the energy of the plant, like that plant spirit has its like inherent energy, I would say, where like it has what it can do for you energetically. But also, like I said before, like these plants are angry. The earth is angry with us. And I'm sure that they can pick up that energy if they're not being produced properly and then combined with whatever energy of whoever is producing this um, and then you're putting that in your body and then there's also the talking about coffee with like adding the sugars and everything the way that tobacco is used in cigarettes you know let's go back to our like high school middle school dare class like what do they put in cigarettes Um, that's not how tobacco is meant to be used Um, I I had a um, opportunity this summer to meet a really awesome person um, who I wish we could have on the podcast with us, but I don't think we're going to be able to. But um, this friend of mine would smoke tobacco, but not in the way that, you know, you would think someone smoking tobacco. Um, he had a pipe, um, a very, very sacred pipe um it was made out of a very specific wood too i can't remember what it was now but um and he would take out his pipe he would say a some sort of prayer um or affirmation or whatever it was he so he doesn't speak much english so um i don't know exactly what it was that he would say but he would do that over his his pipe um and then he would, he was very intentional with each inhale that he took. And then he would use the smoke first. He would take his first um, puff and he would use the smoke to cleanse himself. He would use his hands, moving the smoke around through the air, cleansing himself. If I was sitting next to him, even if I wasn't joining in with his smoking ritual, um, he would cleanse me as well. <laughs> um, and I'm sure that a lot of what he was doing um, included gratitude Um and yeah very 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 intentional and this was pure tobacco this was not anything added to this tobacco um and it was just very beautiful to see someone um treating this sacred plant with the um what's the word i'm looking for um just there's a specific word i'm looking for but i can't think of it but just like in the regard that he did, like in the way that it should be treated. Um, yeah. Yeah. That's so beautiful. Thanks for sharing that experience and, and how they work with the tobacco plant. Um, and yeah, it, it, I love that they're kind of really just connecting to it in a very more like ceremonial way. And mm-hmm. that of course is really how this plant was originally used. And um said to really be like um, a means of communication with spirit and there are so many different you know kind of uh, ways that you can work with tobacco and different philosophies and different (laughs) yeah just things that we can um, channel and ways that we can use tobacco but um, I think that 
um, this this plant is just incredibly sacred and it's been used in ceremonies and shamanic practices and divination practices and it's um it has it clearly you know when when you hear plants like this like and the people um, of our past have used certain plants in a very ceremonial way i think it, it carries it's like you know that they're carrying a lot of power um and because they emphasize certain ones that you know it's like Yes, we use this for our medicine, but this is for our ceremony. Mm -hmm. This is when we really need to, you know, we want to connect to the ancestors. We want to connect to something higher than ourselves. Um, we want to commune with each other. And it's just really beautiful. And um, the intentional smoking, too, I think is really profound. You know, if you do smoke, um, just bring a little bit more intention to what you're doing, you know, and being with with that the medicine you know and just being present with the sensations of your body and the energy um how the emotions or the mind is starting to kind of shift like these are really profound things that these plants can offer us and we also need to offer back to them and what i was going to say before is like as herbalists and students of nature i think it's really our responsibility to um ask how we can serve and what what can we offer to them as well and um, this can take many different forms and shapes, but I think um, having that mentality of like, how can I, how can I serve? How can I support you? How can I help? Um, and taking a deeper look at that too. Um, and knowing like when, you know, like just like knowing the land around you, I feel like I'm going in like a million different directions. <laughs> like, um, knowing There's the so land. many pieces to it. There is <laughs> like knowing the land around you um, and knowing like what is growing. And then like from there, like how is it contributing to the environment and the ecosystem? And like this, it's not just like for our taking, like there's something larger going on and um, you know, the, the, the animals and the little critters are like, all working in this really beautiful profound relationship and when we take certain things we're like extracting a piece of the whole for our own kind of you know need um so I think it's just important to kind of have that like awareness and that that reverence of how can I support you as well as you are supporting me and noticing like okay if it's even like paying attention to um I don't know. I just, I think no. there's so many things that we can pay attention Yeah, to. there's so many things. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like with the, the nettle too, like last week I had harvested a little bit and, you know, before I was sitting with the plant in a way that I've been connecting with the plants before I like harvest them is just really like giving myself enough time to be with them. And so that I can like really connect with their energy and just be in their space and um, like whatever ceremonial practices of whatever, however that looks that day. But I've been alert, working a lot with the breath and like on the inhale, like they are giving me that receive, I'm receiving from them, right? Like they are giving me like life and then as I exhale, I'm giving them life. Mm -hmm. And so like, this, this beautiful intricate relationship that like I've just really been bringing a lot of conscious awareness to like and breathing close to the plant and like feeling like their essence and bringing putting putting my essence on them but I was so I was with the nettle and like having you know my time and I was like how can I how can I serve you like and I just got the the um kind of like reminder and like the the call to to share about nettle and I feel like they were just like just like share about just share about me you know and <laughs> like uh, like um <laughs> like appreciate me you know like that that's it you know just like and um it was really beautiful because then I had the opportunity later that night um some people at my house were like hey like I want to like learn more about the nettle and I was like oh yeah okay like yeah like I'm so ready like I like what do you want to know like <laughs> like but um so it was just kind of cool that like I right away like that evening you know I was able to right away kind of in my own way give some give some 
something to to nettle as well mm-hmm. rather than me just kind of coming from a place of take because I want to nourish my body with it <laughs> even though I desperately need it you know so yeah and like when it comes to taking and foraging and harvesting wild plants um there's a, a general rule and this does not always apply so like do not just take this and make this your one and only rule um, we're really trying to get away from that but if you need a place to start um, there's a general rule of only taking one for every 10 plants that are there in a, in a thriving environment. And again, that's very general because, um, like Jesse said, there's so many things that those plants are doing for, for the little critters, for the big critters, um, for the trees, the, the bigger plants. Like, there's such an intricate relationship there. Um but yeah, that's like the the general rule of foraging. Um, only one for every ten. Um, yeah, yeah, that's a. But then there's also you know endangered plants, and you don't want to touch any of those. So it's like again, very very general rule, and you should not just go out there with that with that one rule. Mm-hmm. Um, and also because some of them, you know, I mean, there's so many reasons why we would do that, but also some of these plants take years to grow like even Mm -hmm. mushrooms you know like some of them been working really hard for a long time so you know it's it's like there's that too as well it's like there's so much there yeah and that gave me like 12 other segues jesse (laughs) okay lovelies that was part one of the sacred plant series overused and abused Stay tuned for part two, where we dive a little deeper into some other power plants like Palo Santo, sage, cannabis, psilocybin mushrooms, and even ayahuasca. Thank you, as always, from the bottom, the depth of our hearts for being here, for joining us in this conversation and for listening and being with us. Many blessings and sending so much love to you.